Richard, and welcome to a Monday FAFO. <laughs> Today, we have a specialty in the house. Specialty has been experimenting a lot with a whole bunch of different edibles, something about a vibrator uh, or a vibrator <laughs> cleaner or what was it? A vibrator. <laughs> Ultrasonic uh, cleaner. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Farrell hears what so, he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, your journey in uh, what got you started in growing mushrooms. How long have you been going? How long have you been, how long is it, when you started? Uh, it's been about four years now. I started pre-pandemic, not by a whole lot. It was... I was actually out walking the dogs with my mom. We found a giant puff ball, and I'd always loved mushrooms. So, you know, it kind of got me more interested at the time. Started playing with some gourmets, and, you know, you know where that leads. Right? Yeah. It's a gateway drug. Gateway. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really helped with depression and anxiety so i just kept going with it diving down the rabbit hole of genetics now and playing with edibles new and interesting ways to take the medicine what kind of edibles are you doing mostly uh so far the gummies have been the most successful i'm trying to get into baked goods and fucking around and finding out with that Nice. I've never done uh, the gummies, so is it just you buy like the Knox gelatin, or do you buy a special mix of stuff? Yeah, I'm doing just regular Jello, and a little bit of Knox unflavored helps firm it up. Um, I make a alcohol extraction with the ultrasonic cleaner, then reduce that down and add that to the mix. Well, you've only done the so ultrasonic one time, right? Right. Yeah, but uh, before, I mean, you can make it before cleaner, that. But I'd be afraid to use it after all the gun parts I put through it. Yeah, I uh, bought just, this just for this. Is it a heated one, or is it just the, the regular type? It has the ability to heat, but I'm not using that function on it. It does naturally warm up from the ultrasonic running, though. And plus, it's yeah. alcohol, so it's going to evaporate and fucking no matter what. The heat's going to help, but even a fan would even. Right. You know, the first time I did it there, I um, I put it all in a double boiler after I had strained <laughs> it out. <laughs> I still think you're crazy. Yeah, I don't know as if I would do that again. What he's not saying is that he's got a gas oven. That <laughs> he put a double <laughs> boiler on with fun <laughs> with the alcohol extract on there. No fuel air bomb never hurt anyone. No, it's uh, you know, I I kept the hook thing over the top trying to suck it up and out of the chimney, but right. yeah. Looking back yeah. on that may not have been the best. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We're glad you survived. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everything worked out great. <laughs> this would be a very different episode if you didn't survive the seance. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, wait, it's moving. The thing is moving. 
<laughs> That's but awesome. I'm good. Yeah, one. So now your gummy thing is um. Oh fuck! I mean, you're using the molds. You have one of like those cool fucking. Yeah, I've got some Lego, little Lego man molds. <laughs> oh, they're just little smiley faces. You know, I I made them a good happy dose, and you know, a nice happy looking gummy. Right. How, how, how big are your uh, doses? Yeah. Uh, the, the doses are. It turned out to be like three quarters of a gram of mushroom per gummy, which right. with the extraction, I think they hit more like one, one and a half. That makes nice. dosing easy. Yeah. Oh well, you can you can do well. Honestly, gummies are nice. That's just that's just eating candy and a way to store it. If you do this the extraction that you're doing and do that down. You can walk around with a vial like in the old days with acid, just do a drop oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and you're done. Oh, so I wonder how long they last in gummy form. It's got to probably in forever. It's locked away, you know, inside there. It's away from yeah. air and light and everything, right? You know, I've got them in a sealed container in the fridge. They've lasted a week so far. I kept them in a cooler all weekend at a festival. So Speaking they, of that, you know, wait, how, was that how was that festival? Oh, man, it was awesome. That was the oh, first God. one I had to do. <laughs> All ah. kinds of awesome, freaky people. Everybody having fun. Fuck yeah. Were you like, going around being a little, uh, what do you call those things, tooth fairy with your uh, edibles? For all the I started off that way till I slipped in the mud and pulled a muscle in my back. Then I just waited for people to come to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. Sorry you got hurt. That's never any fun. Yeah. It's already getting a little bit. <laughs> it might have been the edible. <laughs> that might be the edible <laughs> talking. Yeah. I didn't have to wait too long for people to come to me. My brother-in-law had a full bar set up at his campsite. He's got a little kegerator with three taps on it. Oh, shit. Uh, you guys are the people to know when you go yeah. to the party. Yeah, it was the place to be. <laughs> yeah. we, used to do that. we used to do shit like that. I used to go to Watkins Glen every year. We had this thing called the Gumby Land over there where everybody was just all... NASCAR race, but you're basically sitting there partying out, outside the whole time. It was uh, it was awesome. Camper, we had the bar outside, set up urinals to piss in the fucking... It was great. Nice. You can charge place. people for the freaking urinals. Why? It's basically... It's a, it's, fucking, it's a urinal sitting there in the middle of the fucking... I mean, it's basically just the urinal. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like a porta potty It was just the smart-ass thing ah. that everybody started using. Yeah, I was like, is what, this a- next year we moved it away from the camper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get right back for a day or so. Yeah, no, right back for about forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we were out. That was not three trees a year and all there. Eh? What kind of festival was it? Uh, it was a weird kind of hippie folk, all all kinds of. Weird stuff. A lot of bands I've never heard of. Oh, well. But, you know, the music was good. The people were fun. 
definitely Big something drug. I'd do with them. People, drugs, music. Yeah. Hey, it's always a great combination. Right. Yeah. You're What's not a smart ass here today. <laughs> I can tell you're high or some because you are, you just, you're talking slow. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably that, scared him. Edible scout me a little. Yeah. Fear a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell the difference from when I normally talk with you. What's your uh, What's your favorite strain you've been growing recently? Uh right now it's been Jack Frost. That's the it's one that popular one. Yeah, everybody. Fr- everybody. Got. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's why I said go. Ahead. Sorry, guys, my fault. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's everybody's in love with that right now. It's fun to grow. I've gotten a lot of different mutations popping up in it. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty reliable. Oh yeah, for sure. That's like say that's one of my best. Um, I I don't want to know if I want to say sellers, but uh, no, uh, my Jack Frost that is from Specialty. That's that's not a, that's not a me from a spore kind of thing. That's those are uh, his genetics. Nice. So yeah, I I never had any luck with Jack Frost, and always just it never did shit for me until I yeah, got the strain that I got was just the strain that I got from spore was crap. It yeah. made a it was a, I tried it several different ways. I could never get like a good rhizo plate, and it was always just um, sporadic. And so I was like, yeah, it hasn't been tamed down enough yet. I'll wait a little while until somebody else does all the work, and I'll be like, hey, trade me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, the, the, the one that I got from UT is fucking awesome. Everybody loves that thing. Yeah. That's good. I'd like to take it back to Spore and see what else I can get out of it. But I'm happy with the one that I'm working now. Yeah. Nice. What are you doing for grain? How are you doing your grain? I've done a little bit of everything. Uh, currently, I'm using oats just because they're cheap and readily available. <laughs> Hell yeah. Big fan of oats. I uh, have done a lot of popcorn, but the price has gone up on that. And I almost lost you there. <laughs> the screen keeps going black on me. Um ah. Yeah, popcorn's been great, but it's a little more expensive, and I don't see that much more of a benefit from it. No, popcorn's have to get really expensive because uh, a lot of crop failures everywhere. So yeah. it's gonna get it's gonna become like one of those like premium type things. You like hmm. watch, it's gonna be really expensive here very shortly. Are we, are, we, are we talking like? Are we talking pandemic fucking hand sanitizer or? <laughs> uh, probably worse than pandemic hand sanitizer. The only popcorn that's been successfully grown, or the only corn that's been successfully grown this year, uh, we're 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 living off of 2022's uh, stock. There has been 2023 had no successful growth of uh, of any corn or any popcorn, uh, like commercial grows because of. Uh, the weather was crazy, crop failures, they had a blight. I we're talking globally. Like it's just done. And that's why like you're gonna see like uh, meat prices just skyrocket here shortly. No. 
they can't afford to feed anybody. Nobody can afford to finish a cow or feed anything. So it's going. It's going to get very expensive very quickly. Looks like it's time to stock up my chest freezer. It would be right now. Would be a very good time to do that uh, if you don't want to like, you know, and if you've got a little bit of land, grow some bunnies or something. But uh, yeah, it's it's about to get a little bit a little bit shitty to live for twenty the next year. So hmm. yeah, not going to be my favorite year. There's always fish. Yeah, except that down on the coast, they had that massive fish die-up. There's some shit going on. I don't know if it's apocalyptic or what the hell. But uh, <clears throat> the Gulf Coast, had the, we've had this, this, this crazy hot weather, right, because of the El Nino or whatever. And it came through, and it killed off, like, half of the fish. That's why I'm not fishing right now, is it killed off, like, they're, they're just, they've got to go down what washed up in the Gulf of Mexico and just with bulldozers. And just move just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tons of fish along the whole Gulf Coast. There was like a six foot deep layer of dead fish. That's fucking disgusting. I'd seen yeah. that kind of shit before. The wife was all, I'm going to go down to the coast like last week. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Because the people I'm talking to, you can smell it when you get about 50 miles from the coast. Oh, I was no. like, yeah, probably not good. I definitely wouldn't get in the water because it's basically a septic tank at this point. Yeah. It just got so warm that the water lost the ability to carry oxygen and everything just suffocated. So, well, If you ask yeah. my wife, that's all a part of their plan. I keep asking her who they are. but <laughs> How did they plan <laughs> that? I'd yeah. like to know. <clears throat> nah, it's just a bunch of random shit going on. It all sucks at the same time. It right. happens in spurts, but it's just all lined up to be really shitty this year. Um, you know, like the 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 west, uh, the Midwest, the growing areas had had a, just a super super wet growing season, so everything molded and died. And then when you go overseas, they had like a crazy typhoon season. So everything got flooded. So it's not like we can import anything because it all drowned. Um, there was a massive earthquake and landslide in the big rice-growing parts of uh, India and Pakistan that literally just buried the valley under like six feet of water. And uh, there was the one valley where like 40% of the world's rice supply comes from. And they just they didn't grow anything this year. They would have been like, ah, we'll import it from China. And then China had such a wet season that everything molded before they could uh, harvest it. And so China's like, ah, we'll just import it from America. And America's like, yeah, dude, don't look at us. We had wildfires. <laughs> we had, you know, just droughts. <clears throat> the, uh, the, like, the big grain uh, places, like you've got, like, uh, Nevada, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, all those places that are making just massive amounts of wheat. Like, normally they'd get, you know, 60, 70 bushels uh, an acre. Well, they got like one and a half to two bushels an acre this year because of the drought. Uh, and then when it came time to harvest, what they could get, it rained. So, 
we're just running off a 2022 supply, and when that's out, it is going to get uh, very expensive. Uh, so if you can, I'd, I'd buy a couple of like you know 50 pound bags of oats, so you can keep growing stuff. And it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to grow some gourmets, uh, yeah. like especially like uh, you know like your pink oysters and stuff like that that you can use as like a meat substitute and right. sell that shit. Because yeah, people are gonna be like bacon, <laughs> like I've got mushrooms. Yeah, that's uh, something I've been working on. I started with the gourmets, but got away from it when I got into the actives, and I need to get back to it. I helped a buddy set up a little gourmet farm, and he's got some better cultures now. You know, nice. to get a few samples from him. Wow. I guess he's killing it with those black pearl kings. Oh, they were great, I've, man. They're, they're pretty I pearl. heard those are awesome. Yeah. 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 I've had those I guys started, like, just fruit off of them, fruit through patches on the dang thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. He showed me pictures of his grow tent, and it's insane. Uh, I started with pinks. I, I was doing pinks and lion's mane. I tried Pia Pino. That one's, I don't know. I don't have that down yet. That's when you have to simulate a rainstorm and a temperature drop to get them to start fruiting. Yeah. Okay, for which ones? The Pia Pino. Those are the ones they grow out of the jar with the with the lid, with the uh, collars, right? Uh, no. No, those are no... That's right. Enoki. Enoki, it's really hard to stop Enoki from growing. So, I mean, they're gonna. That's what they're gonna fruit. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, they didn't sound. I didn't, didn't know that about them. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I was like, no, I, was, I was thinking about it, the wrong one. Enoki, you'd, you'd be hard pressed to. When they decide to fruit, you're gonna be really hard pressed to slow them down to when you're ready for them because they're just like, hey, guess what? Today we're fruiting. And you're like, no, wait two more days, or they're not going to be ready for the market. And they're like, ha ha ha, too late. So uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fruit when they're ready, and that's why you just keep throwing hay on top of them. They'll just let them keep getting taller. So, yep. But uh, yeah, no, I've never done the the pepinos, um, but I've done uh, like shiitakes, lots and lots and lots and lots of shiitakes. Yeah, I've got to get out and inoculate some trees this year. I've got a few that fell in my yard. I've got to cut up and give them some spore plugs. Yeah, we've got tons of oak here, like huge, huge, huge oak trees. So, uh, and, and every year people run around and like chop giant limbs off of them. So, uh, we're going to do like just stacked uh, the shiitake grows. You know where you stack them like a log cabin and you just right. like, inoculate the shit out of them? So we're going to do those underneath our trees uh, there on the new farm, just in shady areas, just so that we have a constant stream of uh, of shiitake just for our own use. Uh, because we can, you can throw down on some of those, man. They're really, I don't know, the different... You can buy them in the store and they're not nearly as good as the homegrown ones. So I don't know what if they're growing them on something that's just super flavorless and they're not getting the right alkaloids they need, but uh, growing your shiitake I, at home is just way better. 
I assume they're doing just uh, like wood pellet blocks, probably not supplemented very well. Yeah, they're probably not supplementing. I, I do my my shiitake is you know just like all my gourmet makes. It's it's seventy uh, percent uh, wood and thirty uh, percent uh, alfalfa pellets. Right. Just for all the calcium that's in the alfalfa pellets, I find that it makes it uh, a lot stronger grow. Like you get much better looking mushrooms, and uh, it's got all the nitrogen and everything else I need in there. And all the micro nutrients whatnot. Gotta I, be listened, I listened to your episode um, was it last week or the week before on your gourmet stuff? With yeah, the fuck that show. I was at Tractor Supply the other day looking at, you know, getting a few more bags of oats and I saw the bales of alfalfa and the pellets. I wasn't sure which one would work better. I've the used pellets by far. The pellets by nope. far. Uh, just because they're already going to be the same size, like when they get wet, it'll be the same size as like the wood, right? So you're okay. just going to mix it all together and then make a bale out of it. But yeah, it's uh, the pellets, the pellets are the way to go. I've used those, uh, I guess the tractor supply brand uh, horse pellets a lot, but it just depends on which one's for sale. If, if the rabbit pellets are, are cheaper, I use rabbit ones. If the the horse ones are cheaper. I use the horse ones, but definitely use ones that are designed for animal feed right. and not like bedding. Or I've seen people try to use the the stuff designated for like cat, like the new cat bedding stuff, and looks uh, like pelletized. Don't use that shit, man. That that you get that that has like it's the stuff that's not designated for food, so it has like chemicals in it you know like it's like hey this stuff tested way too high on glyphosate so we can't use it for food or it has broadleaf weed killer and stuff in it so we're going to use it for like animal like bedding and stuff so definitely the food grade stuff is the way you want to go it works out really well it's really easy I've used straw before in my substrates and I like how it Creates those little highways for the mycelium. Oh, so I wasn't, yeah. Wasn't sure if pellet or straw, you know, the straw alfalfa was the best. I have like a used, fucking slip and slide for those fucking things. I haven't yeah. used, you know, I haven't used the like, like, uh, bale type alfalfa. Uh, now, what I have done outside is uh, inoculate bales outside, uh, but it was just like, Rando. So many years ago, I had a um, friend who had a baler, and he's like, "Man, this thing's an old ass baler. It's it's old New Holland baler. The thing was like probably as old as my grandpa." He's like, "They don't bail anything," and I'm like, "Well, they have this field full of random shit. It's just like grasses and wildflowers and just uh, some old alfalfa and everything else." And I was like, oh, I'd like to bail it and, you know, maybe do stuff with it. And so we just got the sickle bar mower, mowed it all down, bailed it all up, and then we just inoculated the living shit. I mean, these bales were just not animal grade at all. Like, there was thistle and just random whatever was in there, like saplings. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. It's just stuff. It's just biological material. And we uh, inoculated them, got them wet, put a soaker hose on top of them, um, 
and then uh, just basically used a bulb planter, punched holes in them, dropped in like, you know, a cup or so full of grain spawn each hole, threw the little plug back on top, and then uh, boom, freaking mushrooms. Um, one thing they did grow a lot of was inky cap, and we never inoculated them for inky cap. And that's when I learned that Yankee Cat mushrooms can make <laughs> anybody throw throw up if they're drink if they have any alcohol in their system. Yankee Cat, yeah. you know, no alcohol in your system at all. Yankee Cat mushrooms are delicious. I mean, they're totally edible. You can do whatever you want with them. Uh, you can also make them into ink because Yankee Cat, right? People yeah. used to draw with them, make beautiful manuscripts and stuff. Because as the ink ages, it turns this like uh, Lord of the Rings kind of golden brown. Right, like it looks really, really cool. Starts off solid black, you know, like, and then turns like this beautiful Lord of the Rings golden brown. As it after a year or two, the, the ink looks really neat. So, um, but yeah, if you have any alcohol in your system, inky cat mushrooms will make you throw up like you chugged a bottle of Epicac. Uh, oh, I know. I've heard your stories. Yeah, it's uh, some evil genius stuff. <laughs> well, I had a plethora of them. Like that was the first thing that came up was like the entire row of like forty bales. We did two bells next to each other, and then we did like the row was like twenty feet long, and the next to that was another row of bells. You know, it's kind of made a U shape, so you could like walk in between each bells. And the like the first thing that came up within like forty eight hours of soaking the bells, like just this huge flush of inky crap mushrooms you could have cut with a hedge trimmer shows up and we're like okay i guess we're gonna dry these and can some and eat some and you know, <laughs> yeah and make some like no, no those dry they dry yeah they dry fine um okay. now they turn to like powder uh because yeah. they're very they, they don't have like a thick stipe or anything like that it's kind of hollow uh but they turn to a powder that adds like umami to whatever you want. It's just the powder's like charcoal. It looks like ground charcoal. Like it's black. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty interesting to have on your spice shelf is like a like a pint jar of inky cap, dried inky cap mushroom powder. Um, you just gotta remember <laughs> if you've had any alcohol in 72 hours, everything's coming up. So uh but uh, yeah, it adds umami to things. It's a really good way to, uh, you know, check the sobriety of people that are supposed to be sober. Um, it's fun to make ink with it. I mean, uh, just because you can just take the powder, mix it with a little bit of a uh, little bit of alcohol, just enough to get it like so that it'll suck up an ink pen. Yeah. Um, press it with a coffee. Uh, just take you a, a little circle, or just fold up a little bit of your coffee uh, filter, press it down into the jar, and now you've got ink you can write with. It's really pretty. It's really cool. I'm I wonder if you could uh, use that in pasta the way they do squid ink. Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, it's pretty heat stable. Um, yeah. Like, uh, it might turn the pasta, if it gets, because heat speeds up oxidation. So it might turn the pasta that really cool, like, golden brown color uh, instead of stay black, you know? Yeah, that would still be hot, though. Yeah. 
Well, it's a really cool, rich color. I don't know. It's like mahogany. It's really cool. It's a really cool, rich color. It turns. Uh, that could be fun for the kids if it turned out looking like a worm. <laughs> I didn't think about worm color. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. But, yeah, no, after that, it flushed, like, just, I mean, just tons and tons and tons of gourmet. We just did all sorts of trumpets and, uh, like, uh, blue, uh, um, like the blue freaking whatevers. Sorry, my brain went just freaking blank because I'm sitting here watching. I was blue like, oyster. Oh, really did. Yeah, blue oysters. It really did flush really good about four or five times. And then it just, the bells just turned to goo after that. We just had to, you know, like, walk through and pick up the bellings wine because they just, it ate them. The bells, yeah. like, nothing. They just fell apart. So, yeah. Good job. So what do you what are, what kind of experiments do you have going on? Uh the next stuff I'm doing as far as edibles is uh some no bake recipes. Um Meister actually got me into that when I was telling him about the lemon bars and I was worried about baking with the psilocybin and kind of killing that. He was like, well, geez, what about those no-bakes? You know, I, I forgot all about them. I loved them when I was younger. But mm-hmm. all you have to do is melt down the, the peanut butter and, and chocolate and throw in some oats and some powdered mushroom, and you're not going to get any kind of heat damage from that. Right. I used to love those peanut butter squares. Those are awesome. The yeah. peanut butter with the chocolate layer, that'd be awesome. You wouldn't be able to taste any of that powder. You had like right. fucking six gram doses. <laughs> fucking. Have you tried the yeah. powdered uh the powdered peanut butter? The chocolate powdered peanut butter is amazing. I have good. not tried that yet, but it's been on my list. I've I you add like uh because it's basically it's got super high in protein. Yeah. Uh, I'll add like a spoonful of that to my daughter's cereal. It'll add like a chocolatey peanut butter flavor, but it adds like 26 grams of protein to her stupid cereal she likes. So, uh, super good That's for not her. Just sugar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, she doesn't. I've never really been big on feeding her like, you know, Captain Crunch or anything. She eats right now, she likes uh, raisin bran. So, but. Adding some extra protein is never a bad thing because she's going through this phase where she's just eating fruit, basically. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I've got one just like that. It's mostly fruit and bread, and I've got to find a way to get some better nutrition into her. Well, try that peanut butter, man. It works out really well. The peanut butter powder, you can add it to damn near anything. And they have regular peanut butter and then the chocolate peanut butter. The chocolate peanut butter is fire, man. It's really good. And I was thinking, man, you could... Something and a smoothie. Oh, yeah. You could also add that. To, I think it, that would work pretty well for no-bakes because it's added. Um, it's cheap. And it a little bit goes a long, long way. But, uh, 
making edibles with it would be pretty dang easy because you're not adding a lot of liquid. Yeah. Actually, the last time I was thinking about the peanut butter powder was to flavor a beer. I did a stout that was chocolate and peanut butter, but nice. I that it wouldn't really hold the flavor that well. So we ended up using a, a peanut butter flavoring, which was great. But, uh, you know, it's still on my list of things to play with. When I've done a beer that I wanted to get to be chocolatey, I've always used, like, uh, cacao nibs and actual, like, cacao pods. So you can order the cacao pods on Amazon. Um, And, like, with the nut, you know, like, they're just full cacao pods, which are the most alien-looking fruit in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, I've just basically put the whole damn thing and just uh, in there and let it go. And it's worked out really well. It adds a weird chocolate flavor. Like it's like definitely not like, you know, Hershey's. <laughs> yeah. It's I, great, and it, it was great. I love dark chocolate anyway. So, Oh yeah. That was our Halloween beer. It came out like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Delicious. Nice. Good job. Dangerous. Next <laughs> thing you know, everybody's drunk. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's like a bad thing. No, it's not going to be a bad thing. It's going to be happiness and sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to find some new and interesting ways to use these extractions. I feel like Everybody's getting into the chocolate bars, and I want to do something different. I think you could probably do mush- marshmallows out of them. Yeah. Ooh, marshmallows. I don't like marshmallows, but it's a good idea. How well, about more that I'm not familiar with? How do you make a marshmallow? I was hoping one of you would know. I just, I know, yeah. I know that I know that people do it. Out, it's basically like sponge sugar. You, uh, I've seen people use those, those CO two pressurized containers, like the yeah. ones that you can make like seltzer with. Uh, I've seen them use the end of that to put in the sponge sugar and blow it up into like mushroom, mushroom type, I mean marshmallow type stuff. But how to make? God damn it! This is going to be a rabbit hole now. Yeah, <laughs> route marshmallows. Yeah, I watched. I have a good eat. A good eats episode that has Mickey marshmallows. I have to watch it because I've watched it. I just, I for some reason, my brain is going blank today. I just can't think of anything. I'm having a bad. Holy thing. crap! These are cool. They make little squares. They make square marshmallows. It's like corn syrup, sugar, unflavored gelatin. Right, a high-powered mixer, and they basically just fluff the shit out of it. Um, but it's really cool. It makes like square, like you cut it up into squares, like Rice Krispie treats. Throw a little powdered sugar on the top, and uh, rock and roll. It seems pretty darn straightforward. Little corn syrup that says vanilla bean or vanilla bean extract. I'm thinking mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, no reason you can't put both in there. My lemon yeah. bar recipe didn't call for any vanilla, but you know, 
any baked good that you're doing is better with vanilla. I think it'd be kind of cool to make like because do you have to cook it until it's 240 degrees on a candy thermometer, and then you just basically fluff the shit out of it with your mixer. Um, uh, that's not the kind of fluffer that I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah, then you, you can put them into molds. So, dude, you're making like mushroom shaped like uh, marshmallows, like that are just like shitloads of freaking. But those are kind of get hot. There's got to be a way to. There's got to be something else we can make with them. Yeah, gummies, chocolates. Who else has an idea? I'm too busy uh, I, looking at the videos about fluffers that I just looked up. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's looking amazing. for the Chef's Cookbook before and trying to find some new ideas, different drinks he can make. There was a, a mushroom chai. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. That's a, People already do that with Changa or whatever it is. The, the one that's like on the like, birch trees. Oh, Chaga, yeah. Chaga, yeah. That thing just looks like a wart to me. I don't, and, and people will say it's unpleasant tasting. So it's like, why would I, think, I want to do that? I think it has a lot of the uh, birch wood incorporated in that. I I don't know what you would call it, like a it's like a canker on the side of the tree, but yeah. it has some added benefits from that birch. Well, birch sap is good. Have you ever had birch sap? Like it's that, you can tap your birches like you can uh, maple trees. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole on that. I wanted to make a beer that had birch sap and or you know birch syrup in it, but that was prohibitively expensive for me to play around with. Unless you have your own birch trees, it's, it's going to be expensive to get birch sap. Yeah, I'm in a heavy maple area, so I can get that yep. just fine, but birch is hard to come by. Have you ever tapped uh, your own maple trees? I haven't done it myself. I've helped some friends. I don't have enough land to do it on, but okay, I've take, got I'll, I'll, some- How much does it take for a fucking... A liter of syrup. Don't you need like gallons of fucking? It's like a hundred gallons or more, something crazy like that. Ouch. Yeah, I I, I have them too, but I don't have twelve acres of them. <laughs> you know, fucking. Yeah, one of my buddies did it just this last year. I've got some of the syrup. I helped him out for a couple of days, and they gave me a little cut of it, probably more than I deserved. Uh, it's the syrup around. I've made uh, like here in, in the south, where you know God's country. Well, we uh, I've done the sugar cane, and it, it doesn't take a hundred liters. It's a much more straightforward. There's a lot more sugar in sugar cane to make sugar cane molasses and stuff than there is, uh, I guess, in the, the hardwoods because uh, it doesn't require boil. You can get it done in a day. So. Really? It takes like days for maple syrup. Days. Well, you guys live in the cold, frozen tundras. So, like, you know, you got nothing better to do but send off, like, the walruses from your 
your uh, your maple trees. Well, we got to like keep that. the penguins safe. We got to keep the penguins safe. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've wondered if it would be a better use of that maple sap to hydrate my my wood pellets with it for my lion's mane and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. What's the sugar content of just straight maple sap? Oh, what it's not. It, I tried it plain once, and it was not pleasant. There's no sweetness to it that you can detect. Yeah. I can't imagine it being very high at all. We're talking like a a couple like percent. One, yeah, one or two percent, something really low. It's it's around two percent. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No wonder it takes so damn much. Yeah. yeah but I'm yeah. sure they're added. It's six, it's six bricks. So, uh, it, yeah, uh, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. I was thinking there has to be some other added benefits in that maple sap to uh, add to the nutrition for the lion's mane. I know they like agar. <laughs> yeah. It's good sugar source for certain. Sugar source for agar. That might be uh, something to dry out. Yeah. I'll have to add hmm. that to my right next to the jizz agar. I can't yeah. believe that. <laughs> we came up Who with that, that one. Who did this? We came up with this idea that we were hanging out in VC in the beard bunch, and yeah. I think Mike Melting said that he was going to do it. But I don't think he got around to it. I may have to do that myself. We're we're gonna go back to the don't teach mushrooms to eat people unless you want Last of Us to come to life, right? Like, just don't teach mush teach mushrooms to eat people. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> if you're throwing away napkins and shit, have the time they're gonna have just other anyways. I mean this. I have to say that this that's probably a record for this show is it only took it took uh, 42 minutes that was a that's a record I was just talking minutes. about fluffers fucking 10 minutes ago uh, yeah so, okay 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> that's still a record I'm, I'm out just of it today I'm not feeling good <laughs> yeah, oh, I gotta spice yeah. it up a bit damn these days. And Trim's not even here. I guess right. we didn't need him today. No, he doesn't no. Uh, He doesn't usually do Mondays because he has like a life and job and shit. So, uh -huh. yeah, he doesn't usually do Mondays. Mondays, is, Mondays mornings is just usually me and Deadpool. Because okay. I'm off work because I work my 72-hour shift, so I'm, I'm off on Mondays. So, uh, and then Deadpool just, uh, he sleeps. He's a professional sleeper. So, uh, yeah. He's uh, he's actually taken third place uh, globally in aggressive sleep habits. <laughs> you just see me flailing oh. my legs while I'm sleeping. It's great. <laughs> I just finished work Thursday. I'm off for the summer. So, I'm only just oh, getting wow. the swing of all this fucking around. I've 
had all these ideas building up, and now I'll have the time to follow through with some of them. What's your uh, what what project you looking most forward to? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. There, there's so many that are close to my heart. Jizz Agar, probably. Yeah, the first. <laughs> I guess that was going to take a long time. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm getting into some new stuff. I I haven't grown um, Natalensis yet, so I've got oh. that on ground. And you know, getting more into the gourmets again. And, you know, I want to set up a tent for that separate. But, you know, just trying a lot of new stuff I haven't done before. Yeah. Mostly with growing, playing with edibles, too. Yeah. Don't have anything real interesting to report yet, but Deadpool will hear about it. Oh yeah. Ugh. I got my ears to the beards. <laughs> yeah, we might might try to throw in a batch of mushroom mead at some point this summer. I wonder hey. uh, if you could copy the Vikings like you know, hallucinogenic mushroom mead. Dude, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I, I would think it, but you know, I, I recently found out where there's a patch on my in-laws' property. I'm gonna have to go hunt for those. Oh, shit! No, I I, I actually got uh, beehives, so I can go ahead and try to get mycelium out there and have the bees eat that, so that the honey is active. And then you take that honey and make it active honey with your own shit, so it's double dose kinda. So, it's so much that would be fun. You might wanna you might wanna buy some pollen because pollen's pretty damn cheap, and mix it with some powdered mushrooms and see what happens. I bet you they put a little dish. I bet you they're freaking they'll eat it like crazy. Man, well then I have to find a better source than Wegmans for my pollen. That's not cheap. I've been adding that to the agar. Especially in a charcoal agar where you get wispier growth that really fattens up those ropes. Really? I, I've never used pollen in agar. Never used pollen. That I've was a trick like, I learned from Whitebeard. And it's amazing. Brown rice flour is what I always used. It, it works out really, really well. You know, I still use um, you know, your regular sugar sources, whether it's Sorghum syrup. I'm gonna try some agave, but um, you know, from old brew kits, I've got a lot of priming sugar, which is just dextrose, and I've been using that. That's what I use. Yeah, yeah, pure dextrose. It makes a really nice clean LC or almost gelin quality clear agar. I'm fixing to get mostly into growing uh, vegetables and stuff just because, you know, we're starting the new farm. And uh, we make uh, agar dishes to ship seeds to each other so they're sprouted by the time I get there. Okay. And it's just basically, it's basically like water agar. But 
for sprouting like really difficult seeds, like some of these weird South American peppers, it's much easier to just ship them on a uh, just poked down inside of agar, and uh, so they're sprouted by the time they get to people. Like you just pluck them out with a like a toothpick and pop them into some dirt, or just take plant the whole agar, which happens. Yeah. Now, I wonder if that helps retain moisture. Wait, what happened? Sorry, I, had a I wonder if tiny beast moisture plant it. I heard peak oyster and planted. I don't know. My, I, if you guys are going in and out or I'm going in and out. Uh, I think it's screen my butt because he's like, stop uh, making noise there. Oh, uh, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. No, I uh, wonder if that helps retain moisture around the roots if you plant the agar. Uh, I think that they, they eat it pretty quick. Um, I've used those orbeez before. Okay. Um, have you ever done the, the Orbeez as a substrate? I have not. It's been another thing on my list, but you know, when I'm working, it's really taken a lot of my time. So I keep it simple and then oh, I did a couple months that crazy. Yeah. Get yourself up a, a good uh, um, basically LC, like a real nutrient rich liquid culture. Uh, and then uh, rehydrate your uh, Orbeez with it, and then yeah, and you can add then you can add your Orbeez to uh, like whatever you decide to use, whether it's CVG like a uh, noob or like you know some of God stuff like the you know forest floor. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, the Orbeez act uh, they they really really help with the moisture. Okay. Uh, but you can also just fruit right off of the Orbeez. You're only going to get one good flush, but it's just definitely interesting looking when you have all these different colored, like, freaking, basically, marbles, and you got mushrooms growing up off the top of them. So it's cool looking. It's definitely cool. If you're going to do that, I suggest you use the black Orbeez, just, like, okay. solid black Orbeez, just because it looks so freaking cool. The, the mycelium going through there, it looks like a lightning storm. And then, now, like, that's a great idea for a Halloween grow along I've got coming up. Yeah, black Orbeez, uh, just sub for as the substrate. You don't need anything else. And then uh, just inoculate the shit out of it, and let her go, let her rip, and it'll uh, it'll fruit. Wait, 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 wait! You got a grow along coming up? Uh, it's, well, it's Myco Cat's grow along. I'm going to be a part All of right. it. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm doing a, a little grow along privately right now with um, Fatal. Are you? All right. So we're doing some Bluey Vuitton. He's getting on my butt about getting into sub. He did that over the weekend. But I, we were supposed to inoculate the same day, and he messed around for a couple weeks. So I put my jars up on a shelf. They've been ready to go, and now I've got to get back into gear on that. Very cool. Very cool. What's the biggest uh, biggest thing you've ever fruited? I would love to do like a one of those like uh, kitty swimming pools, like the big 
Like yeah, that's, that's always been interesting to me. But the biggest thing I've done is a 54 quart tote. That's something I've got going right now. I've always done little like 20 quart shoe boxes or well, not shoe boxes, but Sterilite tubs. And I've moved up to 32s, but the big stuff always scared me. Ah, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's it's it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but hell, fruit. Like we've done uh, all sorts of weird experiments, man. Like the worst thing that happens is nothing. Right. Know, like, yeah, and you can, even if if nothing happens, and just inoculate it with something really aggressive, like a gourmet. I tell people all the time, like gourmets are aggressive. Like they're gonna go to town when they get ready, and when they start colonizing, they're gonna go to town. If you you could easily screw up your shit by having like, uh, uh, you know, like a pink oyster, just you know, spore in your grow area, and then now everything you have is contaminated with pink oyster. I had that happen. When I was still playing with the gourmets while I was getting into the cubes, um, I don't know how it happened, but somehow pink oyster spores got into some jars that I inoculated with cubes, and they just totally took over. Uh, They're aggressive. Very, very, very aggressive. Uh, Which is great. I mean, they, they... But would not we try to do something besides being blazer? Yeah, they worked out really well. Oh. Well, anything interesting else going on there, buddy? Uh, I'm a pretty boring guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know if that's not Good. true. Let's see. Yeah, no, it's just... Uh, just starting to get into playing around more. You know, it's, it's all about fucking around and finding out, right? Gotta be yeah, careful, exactly. though, because once you start, you can't stop. Oh, well. Like me, I've been watching these fluffer videos this whole show. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> It's too late. I can't say that I even have a, a dedicated sub recipe. I'm always tweaking things and playing around. Just... Ah oh, man, that's just part of the fun. If you yeah. if you're taking decent, even mental notes, you'll start noticing you, you'll you'll make stuff that works best for your style of growing. All right. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's really fun. It's really fun. Now you'll know you get real serious when you buy a cement mixer. <laughs> oh. I have looked at them, but you know. I don't grow that much. I feel like that's yet. 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 (laughs) Get more into these gourmets. It might become a necessity. Oh, dude, very much so. Would would the wood pellets get very difficult to stir? Yeah. They're very dense. So far, it's just been a kind of measure them out, throw them in the bag, and then hydrate and move it around the best I can. PC it and hope it works, but you know, yeah. there's got to be better ways, like a cement mixer. 
the cement mixer. Once you own a cement mixer, everything looks like it needs a cement mixer. You can do laundry off grid with your cement mixer, for example. Like take uh, your kids on a ride. Let's take go. your kids <laughs> on a ride. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I didn't even think about laundry and stuff. So it's got more benefits than mycology. Yeah. You mix up uh, like everything with the cement mixer, chicken feed, your animal feed, your uh, cement, (laughs) cement, for example. Yeah. uh, Making like uh, your own seed starting blends, like, and and, like anything for a farmer garden. Um, Really, really useful. Uh, Yeah. Like washing a comforter. That's too big to fit in your regular washer. Um, works out really well too because they're watertight. You just fill it full of water, throw it in there, and turn it on. <laughs> I've seen Home Mycology put up some videos lately on uh, prepping his grains in that too, taking dirty bags of wild bird seed and cleaning them up. I do that. Yep. I don't want it clean though. I mean, I want like. Like, my favorite oats that I buy are, like, the dirtiest oats. It's got grasshopper pieces, pieces of straw in there, maybe some random corn and milo. It's just, like, it's it's barely horse grade. It's barely feed grade, right? Right. It's, like, a, the bottom of the bag is, like, half grasshopper heads. Like, I love that shit. That's what I want to ferment. Uh, and that's what I want to I want to grow uh my mushrooms on because that's all added nitrogen and protein. <laughs> it's super yeah. good for the mushrooms. You know, I was really anal about it first. Uh, I'd take it, I'd sift it out and try to get all that dirt and dust and bits of hay and other stuff. I'd pick out the other grains and I'm over that. And just nah. throw it in a pot. It goes, that goes away coffee fast. Ground. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yep. Add the coffee that's grounds. A, that's the one thing that I can say I've done from hydrate. the very beginning is coffee grounds. And that's never been on my list I'm trying to take out. Only because I've never had a bad uh, incident with them. They love that little that little nitrogen boost and the caffeine boost. They like it. Right. A lot of people it's are much- scared of them. They think it's just going to bring more contam, but if you're working in a clean environment, you don't have to worry about it. Once that mycelium takes hold, you're good. Anybody well, that says that obviously doesn't sterilize their <laughs> shit properly. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people that are like scared and like, like, like pray to the contamination gods. It's like, guys, if you would just like, you know, shower occasionally and like change your <laughs> clothes, uh, and like not fucking sneeze or mouth breathe into whatever you're doing. I mean, if you're a mouth breather, put on a freaking mask. You've got thousands of them within reach because of plague years. You just you know throw on any sort of mask just to redirect your mouth breathing away from whatever you're you're you're, you're doing, and your contamination rate will go down a lot. Let me ask you guys. Those let me people, ask you guys this. All right. I I just realized something. Um, whenever uh, I'm working and I do a transfer or I'm doing a grain of grain, I just realized this yesterday. After decades, I hold my fucking breath. Yeah, I hold my breath. 
I, I mean, <laughs> I just realized that I'm doing this, and I have a mask on, and I just realized that. All right, I did a, I did a grain to grain, so I'm doing them all real quick, and then I did a big exhale, but then I have a mask on, and then I had glass, my glasses, so it all came up and it fogged up my glasses, which is not a world thing. Nothing to wear in context. I'm glasses, but I'm like, wait a second. I was just holding my breath that whole fucking time. I didn't I never even realize that after twenty fucking years. And that's probably why you're so, you're why you're real successful. Your mouths are dirty. You got all sorts of bacteria, fungi, and shit in there. Then uh, you're breathing it onto your stuff. A lot of people don't realize that they're the source of the contamination. That it's not the grain and it's not the coffee grounds. But if you go in there and open a can of coffee and swab it, and then swab it directly, like sterile technique, to uh, agar, it's not going to grow shit. It's sterile. It's been not only sterilized through the canning process, but also radiolog- they radiate it to sterilize it. It's sterile as freaking hell. It's not coming from that. It's coming from them. It's bacteria and fungi that's falling off their skin because they don't shower right, or when they do shower... They don't actually like wash themselves with soap. They just kind of dab the soap on their pits and crotch and don't actually scrub their arms, which are going to be over the top of whatever they're doing. They're not washing their hair or they're not putting their hair back and they're dropping off stuff from their hair. Like it, the contamination's coming. Like if you look at labs, like 99.9% of the contamination is coming from the lab worker. And not the environment or the samples you're working with. You don't need to make noises like that, Jack. You know, and it's it's easy stuff like that. It, it doesn't take that much extra effort. I've even gotten lazy since I got the fan filter unit. And I can identify every time I've gotten contaminated. that, oh, yeah, I did this or that. And this plate's probably going to contam, and it does. Right. But, it's like when it, like it'll fall on the ground or something, and you're like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to finish this anyways, only because yeah. maybe, and then you know. <laughs> I'm going to be all fucked. My finger slipped, and I, I touched it. You know, it's, it's not hard yeah. to keep I stuff. A, I have a little bit of a ritual. Like, if I'm going to go to the lab and I'm going to actually work in the lab for a while, I arrange all my shit, and then I go take a shower, change freaking clothes, put my hair up, like, because I have really long hair. I put my hair up in a bun, and then I put on a freaking, like, just N95 mask because I've got thousands of them. And I put on my gloves, then ISO my freaking arms, and then I'm good to go. And rock, rock and roll. And, uh, I just feel like being clean when I go and to go and do my clean stuff in my clean area and my clean room, even though I have, <laughs> yeah, even though I have a really, really nice flow hood, uh, it's still my contamination at zero. Like I just don't get tapped, right? Because just taking a little extra steps of washing your goat smelling ass. And it's really hard. In the past, we've had people where like we've tried to tell them the importance of personal hygiene, and they just don't believe you. They just say, eh, that's a math. Yeah. So, uh, or yeah people you know, that don't you use might ISO. get lucky every now 
you don't have problems, but why take the chance? Set up that ritual for yourself. Right? Yeah. It's a dinosaur. Do you say she's done with spores? That's not good. No. She's she's she loves dinosaurs and she's trying to get her dinosaur tap. Tell her dinosaurs don't eat fruit. <laughs> uh, I know setting up that ritual and stuff was great for me. I'm ADHD. It's hard to stay focused on stuff, but once you get into that pattern, everything gets so much better. Uh, yeah, once you start getting the success rates that you get, and I mean, I'll get tams. I mean, I literally haven't cleaned out my tams and. I'll, oh, it's almost two years. I just did it the other day. I had, can I take what I do is when I get a jar and it tams out, I fucking throw it in a, in a tote in the garage. Yeah. Just leave it there. Because I'm going to clean it. I'm going to get rid of it you know, this weekend. But I don't because I, I have hundreds and hundreds of fucking jars. Huh. So Same I literally one. had, yeah, I had two totes of jars I, over the course it's of hot two as years. Hell. It's hot as hell here. I just set them out in the sun uh, and let them get nuked for a day or two, and uh, then I'll then I'll empty them out. But by that time, everything in there is dead, right? It's like it's, don't leave a baby in a car, right? It's it, it's hot as shit. So yeah, it, you know it, it's 110 degrees outside, and inside that jar probably hits 160. Like uh, <laughs> in the sun, everything's dead. No, I so. put my shit outside and, and it'll fucking break the glass. Well, yeah, you live you you live in a nightmare scenario where you have to fight out very bears. Sam, give what? Failed attempts. Just sit around for a while. The uh, the actual bags. Once I spawn stuff. I've got a pile of those in the garage that I need to get out under the rose bushes and just use them yeah. as fertilizer. It works really yeah. well. Like, I got I found the tomatoes. Bags. Yes. Yeah. Tomatoes just love feldspawn, dude. And like, uh, like used, uh, used like uh, bricks and stuff like that. Oh man, they love it. I don't know what it is, but the tomato plants just growing. Crazy when you put that around. So, yep. Mm. Tomatoes. Yeah. Like oh, you got I some, think. did you? From uh, from yeah, over our the, Yeah, Hall. Yeah, there. Sent them out. They should uh, be getting here either today or tomorrow. And he was saying, you know, uh, spent cakes and stuff are great. Throw a little bit of that into your soil, and you know they take oh, yeah. right off. They love it. Good towns. Well, gentlemen, who else has something else to add to this little shed dig? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know what's going on right now. I'm pat fuck out. Specialty, sir. It's been great having you on. Yeah. Uh, keep us uh, keep us involved in some of these cool experiments you got going on. Now you got some free time. We'd uh, we'd love to have right. you back on and talk about uh, 
some more. Dude, I can't stuff. wait to try your ultrasonic thing. That's going to be great. Yeah. So with your ultrasonic, oh, yeah. is it just like the 440 megahertz one, just like the regular same for yeah. like gun clean parts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just an Amazon. I think the brand was Viver. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what like I a, got. It, it has, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a two liter, you know, nothing big and crazy. Yep. But, uh, it just you know, uh, fits a couple so of rock barrels and shit in there. <laughs> a couple. That's a, that's a lot of Glock barrels in there. But, uh, yeah, no, it works out really well. Uh, like, I've, I haven't used it for, for doing <laughs> extracts, but, uh, I imagine it'd be really, really useful. Because they do I, like those said, ultrasonic. All those ultrasonics and compounds of the cell of the mushroom, you know, something that would have normally just been a microdose hits a little bit harder. Okay. Well, guys, it's been great having you guys. I'll uh, come back with updates when we have something to talk about. Hell yeah. We'd like to thank Special T for coming on today. Uh, if you guys would like to support the show, you can through uh, our Venmo. That's going to be at Fafocult. You can do so also through our cash app. It will be dollar sign Fafocult. If you have any bitches, gripes, concerns, you want to be on the show, uh, you should send, send them the special team. Mail. Yeah, you can uh, <laughs> go ahead and send any hate mail if you'd like to special team. Uh, now, we can go ahead and find us at uh, fafficult at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show by getting some cool merchandise, you can go ahead and do that at uh, fafficult.etsy.com. As usual, we love our freaking listeners, and it's very it's very nice to be able to do another uh, Fafu Monday. It's been a while since we've gotten one, somebody that wanted to come on on a Monday, as everybody's gotten busy as it got warmer. Um, so people have, like, lives and shit now. Whereas during the winter, everybody was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing anything. But everything planned. So thank you for coming on, Specialty. It's great hearing from you. For having hey, You don't do anything. You don't, you don't, not a, you don't have like a website or anything, do you? No. All right. I, no. I didn't think so, but I wanted to make sure that I didn't, uh, that I asked before, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I'm still just in that hobby stage, playing around, seeing what I can do. Ah, the good old days. Where everything was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Before it seems like work. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Well, it was very nice having you on. Usually at the end of everything, we try to say something positive. We go around the room, and we uh, generally throw Deadpool under the bus first. What do you got, All bud? Right. Um, uh, I need a fluffer. That's Okay, that's pretty positive, I guess. I'm looking at it. I I need one of these. I this is great. Sorry. Um but uh, yeah no, I don't know. Um keep trying. Don't keep fucking up and uh you know, if you if you don't get better, uh, get a fluffer. Yeah. Good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, right along those lines. Um no, don't be afraid of failure. Just keep trying. Eventually it'll work out and uh yeah, you'd be famous like these guys. Ah, <laughs> I prefer the term infamous. <laughs> hey, universally hated. <laughs> well, uh, can I say something positive from uh, me? It's going to be 
give everything a shot. Like experiment. Get outside your safety zone. There's so there's there's so many ways to do things the right way, or at least a way that works outside of everybody's little set. Like you can only do it X, Y, and Z. Nah, man. There's so many like mushrooms want to live as much as you want them to live. So it's really hard. Sorry. It's really hard to uh, to kill them uh, as long as you keep your temperatures correct and you're at least a little bit clean. But definitely wash your goat smelling ass before you go and uh, play in your lab. All right, gentlemen. And with that, we're going to go ahead and say thank you. We love our listeners and Australia. Bye bye. pick it up. And Poland. A bunch of Poland people listening now. Thank you, guys, and goodbye. Peace.